2: Hey, it's Cavino
1: and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires,
2: like the highly consumer-rated BF Goodrich All-Terrain TAKO2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to tirerack.com/sports. That's
1: tirerack.com/sports. tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be. <clears throat> AT&T connects an O to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream.
3: the pregame show America has always wanted. I've future. i the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's RJ Beau. Straight out, of Vegas. Straight out of Vegas, with the voice of Vegas, your host R. J. Bell. Pay that
4: man his money. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge.
3: Live from the Vegas Strip, the pregame show America has always wanted. And now, here's R. J. Bell.
4: You heard it. I'm R. J. Live on the big Monday. The aftermath times the power of N. In studio, Steve Fazek. Ready to go, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. Sports betters listen for the money. Sports fans don't know more than their buddies. Fez, somehow, some way, Green Bay didn't get the second seed. <laughs> so I mean, we felt like we had that, you know, kind of figured out. How were
5: you? Were you rooting them on? I was rooting for COVID to cancel a game. That was my only chance. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Did
6: you hear that, Jonas?
4: <laughs> Welcome he to said 2021. He, he was rooting for COVID <laughs> to cancel games, so he could he could he had a he had a bet he couldn't lose or couldn't win. So he figures, I want people to potentially die over it.
6: it well, it's <laughs> the first words of the entire year for Steve Fezzik. I think we should bottle that up and save it.
4: <laughs> I mean, this has to be. A great portent, you know they, they talk about things that's a great portent of the future. I don't know what's it, it, it exactly I mean, you heard Larry King's not feeling well, right? I
5: it... did not hear that.
4: What, I mean, what's your... what what <laughs> I, listen. Jonas Knox,
5: L.A. <laughs> RJ, on a day
6: in which we've got Black Monday <laughs> and coaches being fired around the National Football League, we've also got the NFL playoffs and wildcard weekend set. What is the Vegas lead here on this Monday? <laughs>
4: That should be the lead. But we'll wait. We'll wait. The Buckeyes just dominating. I mean, it wasn't even a game. I wonder what all the Trevor Lawrence people are going to Oh, I guess it doesn't really matter. He's the best ever. But I think we should start with maybe the best team in the NFL. And this is something that Fez is not going to love. The Bills. And I think that game, their dominance even with their backups – And the fact that Tua looks so bad, I think for the future of the NFL, it was the key game.
6: Yeah, the Buffalo Bills are the two seed in the AFC playoffs. You mentioned it, a dominating performance against the Miami Dolphins, 56-26. Buffalo rules yesterday at home.
4: All right, so let's get the obvious stuff out of the way, Fez. I mean, you owe Josh Allen an apology,
5: Oh, no doubt at all. I talked about how inaccurate Josh Allen was, and he had two straight years in the NFL where he was in the bottom five in terms of his accuracy versus expected. And I said, you know, once you go two years, you don't
4: Especially the first two years. Pro Football Focus has done some good analysis on this. And the rookie year is almost not predictive, which might look good for Tua or, you know, Looking bad might not mean so much. But the second year, if a player—whatever they are, they are. Now, that's been historically the case. Here, though, Josh Allen was a talented quarterback that had his moments, but as you said, inaccurate— that was after two years.
5: Yeah. So, this year, he last I checked, he was tied for second most accurate. So, he's gone from bottom five in accuracy to clear-cut top five in accuracy. He's still mobile as well. What a difference. Now, it sounds like you've got
4: a hold of yourself a little better. How did you feel at the end of Titanic when Leo was going to die in the water? <laughs> All right. I mean, I guess it's not going to change. But <laughs> I I agree with Fez. It wasn't as if all the dumb dums not about Titanic. It wasn't as if all the dumb dums were saying, oh, Josh Allen is nothing. The analytics people, the coaches, the GMs, the people that I trust the most— and I'm a hybrid guy. I like the math, but I'm not married to the math. I realize there's a human element to this. And I think Peterson, and we're going to be talking about the Eagles— He doesn't seem to get that, and to me, that's a disconnect. It's a problem, but I don't just look at the numbers. I don't just look at the old coaches or GMs. I I like to get a hybrid. I don't think any of them really was all that optimistic on Allen. Nobody except that team. The Bills were so dedicated to bring him along one step at a time. Because there was a stat out there recently. I couldn't believe it. It was 2014. He was playing at a junior college. And his, his completion percentage, Josh Allen, was 49% in a junior college. That's like people that are delivering kegs literally at the real job, you know, as a, a delivery driver playing in between. And he couldn't complete half his passes. He's now potentially the second best quarterback in the NFL? I mean, is that even a debate? Well, I guess with Aaron Rodgers playing so well, you know, maybe you could say it's 3, but and I know there's a Russell Wilson contingent, all right? And then I know you got Deshaun Watson who had an amazingly sneaky good year. That's the top 5 and I mean, who's even in the conversation? Drew Brees also Nah. I mean, listen, I've, I'm the biggest Drew, uh, Drew Brees backer there is. I don't think he's in that conversation right now. The fact you think he may be is an interesting point. I, I mean, Jonas, who else is in that conversation in your I, mind?
6: I think if we're just basing it off this season, it's Aaron Rodgers, and that's it that I would say has had a better season than Josh Allen. I think he's had a better season than Mahomes. I think he's had a better season than Russell Wilson, than all those other oh, guys. Yes. Yeah,
4: But what I'm saying is if we say moving forward, and let's accept the fact that Rodgers is a little old or more than a little older, but let's say he's still got some prime years left. Let's say we have a three-year horizon and you're drafting. I'm probably taking Josh Allen over Aaron Rodgers myself because he's moving towards 40 at at the end of the the three years, which he could still be playing great, but there's certainly a question mark about Aaron Rodgers and his age if we look three years out. I also would make the case that with Mahomes, you got to have him in the car. He's just so talented. He's right there, and he's had a great year. Watson, I think I just because of his being a little more fragile, where he's been hurt a few times, he's got that bone-on-bone in his knee, I think I'd take Josh Allen over Watson for the next three
5: years. Who do you take? I would take Watson, but it's so close that you're just separating small differences.
4: So Josh Allen and the Bills, an amazing year. Since the Hail Mary they lost, they've won every game by double digits. Every game by double digits. I mean, Feds. right now, where's your power rankings? Who is favored over the Bills?
5: One team. Kansas City Chiefs by half a point. That's That's it. it.
4: And how much did you upgrade them this week?
5: I raised Buffalo a full point. I think that's
4: fair. That's fair. I mean, right now, Joan, is Kansas City, Buffalo, neutral field. Who do you got?
6: I got Kansas City, but I think Buffalo's playing the best football of anybody in the league right now.
4: I'm going to say this again. I've been saying it for weeks. The NFL is an emotional game. You can't just seem to turn it on. I can't remember a team, maybe, maybe the 95 Cowboys. They beat the Steelers in Super Bowl 30, and that was a tough game for me. But they were kind of, you know, Switzer, they were kind of stumbling to the finish line and they got their last title, give them credit. Steelers kind of were in Super Bowl fourteen too. But man, let's say this, I don't think we've had a non-dynasty, because Kansas City's not a dynasty. Kansas City has one Super Bowl, in, well, at, well, I guess Super Bowl, what was that, four, but... Um, is that right, C four? Well, you love to matriculate down the field. I'm sure that was like that was like my your guy. It's like look, there's a nerd. He's on the sideline. That could be me. So, so the fact of the matter is, for a non dynasty, they don't stumble to the finish line. And don't forget, Kansas City now has lost eight straight against the spread, and they were fine just getting dismantled. I get it. They wanted rest. I mean, the buy wasn't enough for them you think they would have came out and played a hell of a game to say, let's make a statement. It's almost like they're... I don't know if you've ever dealt with union... Listen, my dad, tough dude. He didn't mind fighting, but he you knew you were getting a fight, and I mean fists, if you were down on the union. So, I, you know, I've seen both sides of the union stuff, because he, you know, he everything we got's cause of the union, is what he'll say. But the fact of the matter is... In certain contexts, union guys are like, oh, you got to move that fridge? Well, I can't do that because you know the master this says we can't. And again, obviously, it got that way because there was some real egregious stuff from owners. So, I'm not debating it. But if you've ever been around a union situation that's bad, you get a lot of people kind of folding their arms saying, hey, uh, lunch is in one minute. We can't do it because we can't start... And it's like there isn't a sense of let's all kind of do this together as much. It feels like Kansas City is on some great union contract. <laughs> that they only want to play at certain times, and they're not going to put any effort in that they don't, oh, this game doesn't matter, then, we're, then it doesn't matter, we're not going to play. Oh, we're up 17? Oh, it's our 90%. If we slack from here, we'll be fine. I mean... When have they put effort in, intensity in Kansas City that wasn't warranted? Like, it wasn't like, huh, it's impressive. Like, the Bills were impressed that they played hard in that situation. When has Kansas City impressed us with their effort this entire year?
5: Oh, they, they haven't. I mean, a single even quarter. And you look, look no further than when Kansas City, when their opponent. Goes ahead and makes it a close game. There's four minutes to go. No team is better with that four-minute drill. Mahomes will run for the first down, run out the clock, and like, where is that the other 56 minutes? Eh, we'll just uh, coast along, do some gimmicky plays. We'll be fine.
4: I'm RJ Bill We're straight out of Vegas. But the Super Bowl favorites are Kansas City Chiefs 2-1, to one. the Packers 5-1, to one. the Bills 7.5-1, the Saints 8-1. to one. Tampa Bay Bucks 11 to 1 and then a bunch of teams. Jonas, you're a aficionado of sports. Do you see what I see, that the effort level in Kansas City doesn't match historically Super Bowl champions.
6: No, it's 100% right. And they just feel like they're coasting. It just, And I, I can't get over the fact, it's almost like they've done it in reverse, to where last year, they would get down early in games, and then they would figure out a way to make a comeback in the playoffs. And this year it's been like, they get up early on games and then you go to the Tampa Bay game. They take their foot off the brake, or take their foot off the gas. You go to either games this season where they'll look they'll start off strong and then they'll just sort of coast towards the end of the game and it's almost like their mentality is let's just get through the season let's get this stuff over with and then let's get to the playoffs where we're gonna really hunker down and yet here we are and it's gonna be three weeks before any of those starters have actually played legitimate snaps like Patrick Mahomes
4: that's Jonas Knox straight out of Vegas okay Chiefs are the favorite we question their effort level Bills are playing as well as anyone, only a half point worse, but Bills are only the third favorite, paying a a pretty nice seven and a half to one. Remember, it's not just how good the team is, it's how easy their path is. I would make the case Tampa Bay is... Better than 11 to one. they just got a difficult path. Got to go on the road, got to go on the road again. You know, no doubt. I, I, I mean, think about what you'd have to do with Tampa to win the Super Bowl. You win a road game, it doesn't matter against who, and Washington's got a good pass rush. So I mean, OK. then you've got to then go to, I think, the Saints it would be, and then go to Green Bay in theory, then play Super Bowl, you know, against a Kansas City or a Buffalo. I mean, I can't even comprehend it.
5: Yeah, having to play in Lamb I th- I think they have got to go to Lambo in the semifinals of the NFC. Well, first, either way, yeah. whatever the
4: order is. So, don't forget when you get to this time of year it's how good the team is. And like we said, the Bills are right there with Kansas City and then so you think Bills favored over Green Bay on a neutral by half a point. Oh, now that's a lot of respect. Let's flip the coin and let's look at the Miami Dolphins and Tua. Now this was a tweet that I put out. At RJ in Vegas, you can vote. Tua was the fifth pick in this year's draft. If the Miami Dolphins traded him right now, how much draft value would they get in return? And I gave three choices. More value. Slightly less value. Significantly less value. Jonas, answer.
6: Significantly less value.
4: I mean, would they even get an end of the
5: first round? First rounder?
6: I, I maybe, but I would be more likely
5: to guess an early second rounder. That is. Yeah, significantly less value. Second rounder.
4: Four percent of people, I think they're the drunk ones, said more value. <laughs> and thirty-five said slightly less, sixty-one percent significantly less. You can vote. We're running that through tomorrow's show at RJ in Vegas. So here's on Twitter, here's the question. If we think about valuation. If you buy a stock, hey, I bought Elon Musk and his stock at Tesla. Well, how much did you pay? I paid 100. How much is it worth? 50. Well, Tesla's done well, but we're using this as an example. But I'm I'm happy. I'm excited. I think things are going well. No, no, because you could buy it right now double as much for the same amount you spent. Two as an asset has gone down. Anyone who thinks otherwise, I think, is wrong. The question is how much. It only takes one team to be excited about them. I watched some of that game, and listen, I never. A- There's certain radio guys that watch the games for eight hours. I'm more to watch the key parts, key games, and reading and researching. It's my style. I thought Tua looked like a third-string quarterback. I mean, just like his his mo. Maybe it's just a quirky throw. It, it feels like he never gets anything on the ball. Um, I mean, with you, you watch a lot more of the games than I do, Fez. What, what's your eye test on Tua?
5: Yeah, when I compare him to Josh Allen. Josh Allen throws... Well, you mean the opposite. Right. I mean, like, it's so... like comparing
4: Will Chamberlain to Webster.
5: <laughs> yes, but it's it's such a disparity because I, I happen to watch both... I mean, you know, going back and forth. Well, yeah, they're playing each other. Yeah, lasers versus lobs, and what a difference. I, I mean... Honestly,
4: if this guy, you know what it reminded me of is when I, when I watched Minshew last year, a couple weeks into the height, I was like, what? This is the guy that it doesn't look like his hand was big enough to hold the ball with Minshew. I mean, Jonas, what are you seeing?
6: It's, he doesn't have the burst. That Kyler Murray does. If we're talking about quarterbacks that are under, yeah, as a runner, so you don't have that wow factor, and he doesn't have even the arm of Kyler Murray. It feels like at times, and maybe it's you know he's left-handed, and there was a a stat that there's only two quarterbacks in the history of the NFL that are left-handed that are Hall of Famers. That was like a stat that I I think Steve Young, Steve Young, right, and 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 maybe one other one that they were talking about, but it just doesn't. You see Herbert. And you go, wow, that guy's dynamic. He makes throws. He's got all the ability in the world. You see Joe Burrow and there's something to him. Then you look at Tua just talking about rookie quarterbacks and you just don't see that wow sort of blow you away with his ability at moments. And and I don't know if it's just the offense or if it's the confidence or maybe he's a slow developer. How is he throwing
4: the ball the offense? See, that's what I'm saying is I can't judge if he's making the right read. Right, you hear the guys on TV they'll say Aaron Rodgers is not missing a re-. and it's like I tr- I have to trust that if I, you know what you tend to do and this is what I would advise you to do is when you know something, let's say it's your team and you just know this backup linebacker is really good. If you hear an analyst say he's good, you can think, "Okay, I can verify he's right on that. I'm going to start trusting this guy more." Right? We each of us only know certain amount of things for sure. When we have analysts that we have to trust, we want to see if they agree with us on the times we're short. Sure, and then that's the analyst I tend to trust more. And the analysts will say a lot of things about Aaron Rodgers, this, that. I don't know anything about it, all right? But I know what I saw on the field. If I was pick, if, you know how you walk up back in the day for me and you'd be at the basketball courts and it'd be a pickup game and it'd be a lot of people there you never seen before and you, got, you, know, you, you get to pick losers or whatever. You're going to watch a couple shots and say, that well, oh, that guy's 6'3", looks like he can jump, I'll take him. I, you know, you make these quick assessments. Would Tua have got? I mean, imagine any quarterback that played yesterday, if you were eye-testing it for five plays, is Tua even... He's got to be in the bottom quarter. The bottom quarter
5: of the quarterback. Oh, absolutely. And he's a prima donna, so in the well, red zone... What do you mean prima donna? One play, summarize it. The playoffs are on the line. They're in the red zone. Looks like Tua might score... Makes a business decision, goes down on the four yard line. RJ,
4: uh, see now that's interesting because what was the score at this point? It was early in the game because a lot of people complained Tua was too reckless. So if you've been told again and again you can't do that, you're going to hurt your hip again. You know it's hard to judge him too much. And prima donna implies that he wants special treatment. All right. Maybe he was he, he's, he's treating himself fragilely. Yes. right? And maybe that's smart, right? Because I mean most quarterbacks that don't do that we complain about it. So all right. Last thought, Jonas.
6: Yeah, I just I, – I think the handling of it was bizarre. I think the Brian Flores handling of Fitzpatrick and then Tua and the benching let, him. Let,
4: let me make a quick – sorry to interrupt, but let me make a quick case. Couldn't it be that he's actually done the best he could? If you've got a mandate to try to win, but a mandate to see what we have in Tua, couldn't we say that Flores did about as well as he could to find out
6: both? I, I don't think so because he pulled him twice in blowouts. And if you really want to see what you got, then why not leave him in there to figure out whether or not. But did they win in
4: one of those games that they pulled him?
6: Yeah, they pulled him, though, and they won because the Raiders blew coverage. And then there was a personal foul roughing the passer call, just an egregious. The other one they lost, and the second one they won because the Raiders, uh, horrible defense. So yeah, it's bizarre. I
4: think he, I think sometimes from above a coach gets a mandate, and and it's hard to j- do both things. It feels like Flores did that as well as he could have, because like you said, if he's trying to figure out what he has in Tua, but also trying to win, you could make the case pulling him in that Raiders game is what allowed them to win the game, even though the Raiders contributed, right?
6: Yeah, I just I don't know anybody that would have made that move other than Brian Flores doing. I don't recall it ever being done in the NFL. Oh, that
4: makes me like Flores more? <laughs> I like a I like a unique thinker. But remember, if you're trying to be unique, you better be right. You don't get fired for buying IBM, as they
3: say. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's
4: TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Oh, what a day to join us. What a day. Listen, I don't want to make a big deal about this. 5-0 and oh this week. Finished the year 9-1 on the Super Contest. Up eight units on the season. Third straight winning year, Fez. The contest, 5,000 aner, Only three years old. Again, I'm trying not to make a big deal. What do you think? I mean, the pressure was on. We were at even with two weeks to go. You weren't doing much.
5: Oh, to, to say I wasn't doing much. I take, I take full blame for our it. gold contest being at 500. Oh. I just had it. Oh, whoa, whoa, oh, oh, whoa. Oh. It was at 500. So I stepped in. Yes. It was strong,
4: Jonas. I, can't, I don't <laughs> even think. That, was any of them even close? No. oh The Lions got
5: a little dicey. That, that was, was your, That was your
4: pick, though. Yeah. I did rely on that. <laughs> that. That would have been a disaster. Desi- and I did avoid your, your horrendous Carolina pick. Don't bet against Sean. Just make your life simple. Don't bet against Belichick. Don't bet against Sean Payton. You're going to do better. You got it? Got it. (laughs) No wonder the fastest-growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled last year plus. Thank you so much for the support. Playoffs are here. We're going to push it through a great football season. We're going to keep it going. You can listen to us on those 225 radio stations, free on your dial, right here in Las Vegas, on the Strip, 60 degrees. The neon is pumping.
6: So, RJ, it took a while, but the Washington football team is your NFC East champion after a 20-14 to win over the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday Night Football.
4: Okay, I have been a skeptic of tanking. In fact, Fre- uh, Fez, some could say you've been ridiculed by me when you talk about every year you've got a new three teams that are going to tank. <laughs> Wouldn't we say that we learned a lot With the Jets. Meaning, if there's any team that seemingly had a reason to tank, the Jets were at the top of the list when they went into the Rams. Yes. What does that tell us about tanking typically, and then we've got Philadelphia?
5: Well, the players always want to put their best foot forward and play as best as they possibly can and win.
4: Because there's nothing else to motivate them to do otherwise. There's nothing to motivate them to do otherwise. Their contracts. It's not like they're part owners of the team, even if it is better for the franchise. They have, if you want to say the franchise has misaligned interests because they want to lose, perhaps, and the players want to win, I think it's the franchise maybe it's misaligned, not the player. The game is meant to be won and played hard for. Players tend to do that in, I think, almost all cases.
5: And there's tape on every play. So bottom line is, it's a rehearsal for the other 31 they're, they're teams. They're getting graded. This. They're
4: getting graded every play, literally. Right. I mean, pro football focus grades them, and so do the teams. Coaches usually have been put in that group. The coaches aren't owners. Coaches get fired any time. But somehow, some way, Peterson seemingly is breaking ground, and I don't think in a good way. What did you see when it came to the idea of tanking?
5: Well, obviously, it's a very close game. Eagles are down three, and you're like, all right, they are going to go ahead and do everything they can to get this upset. And then what's this? All of a sudden, the final quarter, the most critical time, in comes third-string quarterback Nate Sudfeld, who does nothing. He had not taken a snap for
4: multiple seasons. Okay.
5: Yes, and so we have a situation where the Eagles bagel zero points in the second half. They hold Washington to three, and they lose the game by six.
6: Well, that's a great recap of the game. What did you think, Jonas? Uh, I was. I had no issue with what Doug Peterson did. Really? At You're all. the only one. Uh, yeah. Explain. I no. Explain. First of all, Jalen Hurts. W- what was, do you think he did? I think Doug Peterson put in Nate Sudfeld because he couldn't get worse at quarterback. The way so, so you Hertz thought that
4: this he thought it was an upgraded quarterback.
6: Yeah, the way Jalen Hurts was playing, I do.
4: But here's the question: Let's assume that the way Hurts was playing is equal to what you would expect out of Sudfield. What makes you think? If if I guess the theory is, which of the two could you foresee playing better? Meaning, what is the ceiling of Hurts? I mean, just what we saw in the first. Four star to him. I would make the case his ceiling is far above what Sutfield has ever shown.
6: I would agree, but in that moment, the the idea that they tanked, I don't buy into either. Because if they were tanking, why did they go for it on fourth down to try and score a touchdown and pass up the three?
4: Are we assuming field? that that play that play was that going for it on fourth was a sign? Because a lot of people will say going for it on fourth there isn't the best optimal play. Analytics people tend to like that play. Fez made an interesting point in pre-production. He said, well, you better be confident in your quarterback to make the- like If you have a really good offense, a really good quarterback, maybe that is a good to go forward on fourth. But the way they were playing, you just said Hurts is so bad, maybe it was justified he'd be benched. Then why go for it there? Maybe that was part of the tank.
6: Well, they actually benched him after that series. Exactly. And you were saying
4: up to that point, he was playing so badly. Yeah. So if you have a quarterback playing so badly, you think he's benchable. Why be so aggressive in that spot?
6: They gave him every opportunity. He's played bad the past two games. They gave him the opportunity to try and punch it into the end zone there. They gave him multiple chances. He couldn't do it. And they went to Nate Sudfeld afterwards. I had no issue with what he did.
4: Well, I mean, let me ask you this. You're an aficionado of the media... Have you heard any... And I'm not saying... I love that you have a fresh take, a different take. Have you heard anyone else talk that way?
6: No. No, I'm on <laughs> So, that you're
4: one of one. one?
6: Yes. All right.
4: I like it. Jonah, I like Jonas. I mean, now, leave it to Jonas to be one of one that tamps down the excitement level. I mean, he is. This, he's just wrong. The people who don't like typical talk radio love Jonas. He would <laughs> but I love it, because he's a steadying force to your craziness, right? laughing at the Titanic and stuff. Allow me to present Exhibit One. I want us to listen to the post-game comments. Now, imagine that you're a prosecutor deciding: Do we prosecute the case? Jonas is a defense attorney. He's representing Coach Peterson. He just made his statement, and now you get to hear the potential. What what do what they call the suspect? Hmm. The suspect statement. And the question is, was he trying as hard as possible to win?
6: Yes, I was coaching and win. To win. Uh, yes, that was my decision solely. Um, Nate has uh, obviously been here for uh, four years, um, and uh, I felt that uh, he, he deserved an opportunity to uh, to get some to get some snaps. And um, listen, uh, if if there's anything out there that that thinks that I was not trying to win the game, I mean. You know, Ertz is out there. Brandon Graham's out there. Darius Slay's out there. You know, all our top guys are still on the field at the end, so uh, we were we were going to win the game. Do you want to withdraw from the case, Jones? I'm good. (laughs)
4: That did not that that did not seem confident, did it?
6: I mean, he hasn't been confident in any press conference this year, so that's just (laughs) that's Doug Peterson. So I, I I don't take a lot from that. I just I'm surprised at the number of people that. Think that he, for some reason, owed the New York Giants uh, the the right to keep Jalen Hurts in the game. Like all of a well, sudden, no, he's got no, no, a no. Big... I
4: I think, and and maybe this is worth not even what the opinions are, but what is at stake here? Because the theory is that you're supposed to try as hard as you can for wins, and if Peterson didn't, in this case. The theory is it was for a draft choice. In fact, we have a little theme music about this. Let's listen. And that was the question. Is Hendrix tells us a nine draft choice or a six? And Hendrix said, if a six turns out to be nine, I don't mind. Well, Peterson did mind, he wanted the six. That tells me if we're correct or I'm correct, if the rest of the world other than Jonas is correct about this, it is, he said, we'll give you this win and we'll take the sixth pick rather than winning a meaningless game and taking the nine. And to me, if you looked at the players that were risking effectively their lives, their their ability to walk, I mean, every football playing in the NFL level was dangerous. That's why one of the reasons they get so much money. You got to you owe it to him
5: to try to win I really believe that, and we saw the body chemistry of the offense of the Eagles, yeah. the old lineman just so discouraged. But if in anything, that, that quarter—if it was a tank job—that helped. That even adds to it. Yeah, they wanted to lose, and the defense literally was trying so hard. They
3: literally were taking this. You know what? We're going to win this game ourselves with the effort they put forth in that fourth quarter. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific at Bed 365. We don't do ordinary.
0: We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run. Every hit. Hit Every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field, whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: Covino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends,
6: So, RJ, we had a couple of firings in the NFL on Black Monday, the Jets firing of Adam Gase, uh, the Doug Marone firing in Jacksonville, and the most recent, Anthony Lynn, gone from the L.A. Chargers.
4: Four straight wins. I I mean, I got to be honest, I am not plugged into the Chargers, so it's not like I had any inside info. I would have bet, I mean, Chargers have a bias to keep coaches, it seems like. Right? So, all things equal, they're going to err towards, it seems, that organization keeping a coach. You win four straight games with a rookie quarterback, I mean, the Bengals are keeping their coach. And maybe there's something about the Chargers that causes all these injuries. And if anything, maybe, and I don't know, right? so I don't want to like impugn anyone, but I would be looking at the training staff. Mm-hmm. What are they doing with the weight program? What are they doing with stretching, soft tissue? I mean, there's all kind of theories on how to have injuries or prevent injuries. I'm no expert. But Chargers have – I mean, Feds, in the last seven years, five years the Chargers have had an inordinate amount of injuries? Exactly. and always compromises this team. And it could be many different trainers. I don't know. right? But, boy, if he was beloved with the Chargers, Anthony Lynn – And he wins four in a row and just dominates Kansas City. And I don't care the fact Kansas City sat some guys. You saw what happened when the Bills sat some guys. I'm surprised. We do have Odzo, the favorite to get the Chargers job, Brian Dable, OC from Buffalo, Joe Brady, young Joe Brady. You were still an actuary when you were Joe Brady's age, Fez. (laughs) Plus 300, Biennami. Plus 700. Falcons have Biennemi 1 and Raheem Morris, the interim. Supposedly they've already decided he wasn't going to be the coach, but he's the second favorite at 4-1. Bookies don't care. They figured. Bet on him. Go for <laughs> it. It's not like we're giving you fair odds here. Cockroaches. Cockroaches, yeah. Jets also Brian Dable. The flavor of the month. Biennemi what do you think, Jonas? Anything jump out at you? And obviously with Jacksonville, some believe the best job there is because of the great Trevor Lawrence. Ah! I'm not impressed. You ever look at his stats when he plays when they're not double-digit favorites? Not great. Not a lot of data points <laughs> yeah, there's either, right? Like 6 right? games now. Yeah. So, dealer's choice, Jonas. Give us a comment. Give us a hot take.
6: Well, I think I like the Jacksonville job, not just from the standpoint of they got the number one pick and they've got, you know, all this cap room, I think $100 million and they've got draft capital there. But it's also the fact that they show a real loyalty to their head coaches that. Most organizations don't do, and you can go all the way back to Gus Bradley was there for a long time. Everyone felt like he was going to be gone, and they stuck with him and stuck with him and really gave him an opportunity to try and turn that thing around. They did the same thing for Doug Marone. A lot of people were surprised that he was going to be back. And so when you mention the loyalty the Chargers had to their coaches, I would say the same thing about Jacksonville as well, too, which is another reason why it's probably a desirable job.
4: That is such a fine line, though. When is it loyalty, and when is it apathy? When is it that the owner just can't be bothered with the disruption? Sometimes, like with the Bengals, you could say there might be apathy there. But I agree with Jonas. If you're trying to build something, loyalty is important.
5: And Jacksonville sure feels like a more of a college-type environment than an NFL like in New York Why? or somewhere Why?
4: else. Because of the size of the... So, Buffalo would be college? Yes, it would be Minnesota's college. Yes. So this is crazy.
5: That's the opposite of L.A. and New York and all. I I get
4: that. I get you lived in L.A. once, but I mean, is it only L.A., Chicago, and New York, and Boston, and Philly, and then everything else is college town?
5: All right, there's a lot of
4: them. I mean, this guy is so provincial. (laughs) I mean, look how provincial, feds. You are provincial. We are straight out of Vegas, but we love the flyover country. I grew up in the flyover country. You can hear the accent. All right, let's talk Ohio State. I mean, I don't know how I was to say it. Domination. Oh! And the market is moving. Look ahead line: Alabama, Ohio State matchup. Bama, ten and a half point favor. Ten and a half. Now it's down to seven. Quick thought, Fest sure feels like
5: after we watched that annihilation of Clemson— This is a college school, by the way. <laughs> I'm not sure Alabama's better than Ohio State. If Ohio State wins this game straight up, I think we could be coming in saying, you know what, next week, Ohio State was the better team.
4: I think they're better than 11th, I'll tell you that much. Ohio State, since 2008, getting more than a field goal, 13-0— and Thirteen and zero. Now is that straight up and against the spread? Against the spread, ten and three straight up. Ten and three straight up. Thirteen and zero. That's perfection against the spread. Let's look at some quick openers here. Baltimore by four. They're down to three and a half over Tennessee. Buffalo six and a half. Stays six and a half. Hosting Indy. Chicago at New Orleans nine and a half. It's up to up from eight. Pittsburgh Cleveland. It's up to four for Pittsburgh. And we got Seattle at home, four and a half. I kind of like the Rams in that game. And Tampa at Washington, Tampa is eight. So tomorrow, we're going to kind of put a wrap on the season. And then we turn and start looking ahead. I've got at least two or three of these games. I think there's money-making opportunities on in the NFL.